Here's the snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Stars! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27 to 24! Austin Indorak wants to throw it. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. As we welcome back our producer Seth, we need to talk about the guys that handle the ball. Z- z- the wide receivers and the tight ends, that is. Now it's Speaking time of to tight ends. Yeah, there he is. So let's uh, <laughs> let's get into this position profile just to go over our setup again. This is only the third time we've done this. Uh, so basically what we are going to do, and when we say we, Brandon and I, are going to break down what we think is going to be the quote-unquote spring depth chart or the depth chart coming out of spring football. Um, we'll talk about incoming freshmen. We'll talk about possible recruits that are be in the 2022 class, and then we'll predict who is going to start. Uh, which I think during this type of a pod where we're going over a big position group will be pretty obvious. And then we'll do a statistical prediction for a couple of the players um, and then give a grade, something around that order. So uh, let's dive right into it. Um, this is a little different than the first two pods because we have one starter as a running back, one starter as a wide receiver or as a quarterback. At the wide receiver and tight end group, we have usually two tight end starters and about three wide receiver starters or so. So we're going to go through those and then we'll give kind of two backups um, behind them instead of just doing a traditional two deep. So no, we are talking all 47 wide, <laughs> including walk-ons such as uh, what's his name? Jake Luke. Stoyanovich or whatever. Luke, Luke, Luke. He's from Luke the 219. Shayotovich. He's from the region where I'm from. No, region, bruh, bruh. He's from, from Avon, Indiana. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> he's, know, from the four, six, he's from the 4613. I'm thinking of Juicevich. I'm thinking of another Vich. thinking you're of just, the wrong you're guy. You're probably thinking of the, the Vich that's been at Purdue for 27 years and still Ooh. somehow starts on their team. I don't understand it. So yeah. Him and Brad Davidson get 25-year. <laughs> <laughs> they both have extremely punchable faces. Um, okay, back to the other sport, the real sport, the sport that our school – is actually really, really good at. So let's talk about the wide receiver depth chart. We'll start with the, I don't, I get these confused. I don't know the outside positions, the X, Y positions. I'll call X first. Cause that's what comes first in the alphabet. I think. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start with X and the number one wide receiver is Ty Freifogel. Believe it or not, he is going to be a traditional. I still cannot senior, believe right? he came back. I mean, the like again. I get Micah because I feel like Micah uh, had had ways he can still improve uh, his draft stock. I don't think. I mean, how can Ty improve his stock? I mean, he had about as a magical season as you can get. I mean, you're you're naming his accolades: Big Ten Wide Receiver of the Year, First Team All Big Ten, Third Team All American. Um, I I still can't believe we get another year of this guy. It's, I mean, he's, he's, he's an NFL body um, with just insane collegiate stats. 
um, you know, came back with Michael Penix. I mean, this is, this is, this is huge. Um, you know, to make, to go back to basketball. I mean, this is, this is a little bit like Garza coming back. I mean, this is absolutely huge. Uh, Ty Fry Fogel. Let's see if he can't be big 10 wide receiver of the year back to back. I think it's absolutely a possibility. Garza's coming back. No, I'm Garza. Came Thank back God. Okay. I can't deal with that dude anymore. Um, so my, I think my reasoning for him coming back is not only do I think he was probably a day three pick, which please I'll be a day three pick any day, any day, please take me. But I think that he needs to see some, we need to see some more consistent. Cons- wow. If I could speak consistency out of him. Um, so we're, if I'm just going to, I'm not going to go through yardages and everything else, but um, in order of last year, he had, this is catches two, four, seven, 11, seven, two, one, three. So the guy's got to work. I, I can't say he has to work, but he, I think he's, he had back more catches in 2019. I mean, I got obviously yeah. more games, Yeah, uh, four more games. And I think that having another year of non-conference granted one of the non-conference games should be pretty tough, but I think he destroys Cincinnati. It doesn't matter, but um, to have a game against Idaho and, Western Kentucky, he should blow up in those two games. Yeah, no, that that that's for sure. Um, one thing I want to toss us over to uh, to producer Seth here because he he was the first guy all over Ty Freifogel. Um, I don't know if it was 2018 or early 2019, but Seth, what did you see in this guy? Because I mean, you brought him up, and I was like, I kind of never even heard of this dude, mostly because he was like a two star sophomore at that point. Um. So, honestly, I had a hard on for his name. Um, <laughs> I thought it was a hyphenate. Um, so I was like, "Who's this Fry Fogel guy?" Um, thinking it was just like I don't know, maybe an Irishman. I, I have no idea. Um, so I had this weird curiosity. And then I saw him make one catch, and I was like, "Oh, all right, he's a player." And then so just immediately, I became. Yeah, Fry Fogel fan club as a Purdue guy. Yeah, I was like, oh, all right, that that's my guy. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you were definitely first out on him. Ah, man, I think, I think he. We'll wait for statistical, but I think healthy Penix, healthy Ty Fry, we could see some records broken in Bloomington this year. Yep. So then, starting opposite of him is one of my favorite players. He's definitely got the the hair game on point, and that's Miles Marshall. Uh, he, he will be, as I said, again, I'm going to say what they're going to be traditionally, who knows what they actually are as far as class goes anymore, but 2021 junior big kid, six, four, um, big possession receiver, which is an ironic thing for him considering he did have a couple big drops this year, but usually pretty steady hands. Um, the only thing that really comes to mind with him is just the one drop against Wisconsin and I'd say low volume this year or last year at least he played all of our games and came up with 19 catches yep yeah so, he, he, he needs to turn himself into more than just a red zone target yeah. that's 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 the evolution he needs to make he needs to go and make that make that jump with you said well you can't say consistency but um, for those that can say consistency, can't uh, say that it consistently. 
<laughs> Ooh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, that's what he needs to provide. That's the evolution he needs to make. He needs to be uh, consistent up and down the field and not a guy that can just jump over. Uh, was it the Michigan game, though, where he just plucked a ball right over a dude's head? That was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, the guy has all the talent. He just needs to put it together. Um, and I, I believe in Grant Hurd. Um, he's a phenomenal positions coach. Um, I, I think I think he has a – I don't want to say turnaround season, but I do think he makes a leap. Yeah, I think he has a solid season. And uh, I think without having the the target magnet in Watt Fillier around, I mean – I don't even want to go back to his stats, but he had to have, he had to have led the team in catches, right? And, and definitely targets, in targets. And, and, I mean, he's just that was just him. And speaking of that position that he was in, transition. Um, we're gonna go they right. They teach into, you that in podcasting right? school. They we're teach go you that in podcasting school. Right into who we think, and usually we don't do this because this is a new incoming player, but he is a spring enrollee, um, and a transfer, a senior transfer at that. Uh, DJ Matthews. The Florida State transfer, again, should be a 2021, I believe, redshirt senior. Um, former Army All-American All slot kid, return specialist, punt return specialist to be specific. Um, it's going to bring a lot of experience. Not a ton of stats receiving. Uh, his junior year, I'm sorry, his sophomore year was probably his best year statistically. I could say that word. Um, but he's more at Florida state. He was used more as a punt returner, or at least that's what his stats are showing. Uh, to me, I'm going to blame that a lot on their quarterback play, which is, they haven't had a quarterback. So I, I have a lot of friends with the Florida state. I do. Uh, I do a, a sister podcast um, with a bunch of guys down in Florida. So I've known DJ Matthews for a while. Um, ultimately he is a home run threat. Um, you know, I, I think IU has lacked that. And, you know, I mean, Ty Fry showed he can do that, but basically we need more guys that can go 80 yards. That's exactly what DJ Matthews is. Give him the ball in space. I love WAP. WAP was a favorite player. Um, but I think DJ Matthews is upgrade button on WAP failure. Um, he, and, and he fills that fills that void perfectly. I'm so excited to see what he can do. Um, I think that was one thing that uh, was missing in Pennix's game is he didn't really utilize a lot of the, you know, slants and outs. Uh, it was pretty much behind the line of scrimmage or deep. And I think DJ Matthews really opens up that middle of the field really, really well. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see what the kid can do, but you are right. You know, he, he's, he's never, really put up the stats you would think a former five-star would so yeah and i think that he was at a no offense to florida state's tradition but i think that that's a dying program or at least it is has been for the yeah. last eight years probably well, since winston left really um they've had three coaches yeah I mean, not three great coaches in 10 years i mean that's not even iu basketball bad it's not even iu football <laughs> believe it or not we're going into what would be kevin wilson's 10th year this year so um technically we've only had two coaches in the last 10 years uh so let's get into my favorite player on the wide receiver group has the best number probably the best name jacoby hewitt he's gonna be as i said should be a junior probably technically a sophomore he's only played one year yeah so because of the acl tears i believe his freshman year um Last year, he only had five catches, 68 yards, but 
if it if I'm remembering right, those are like the biggest five catches of the season. Like they always came in like that Penn State game, that one right across the middle, uh, two right across the middle. He lost his helmet both times. Um, and then there was one, a big one against Wisconsin. I mean, the kid shows up whenever he needs to. I think he's very, very good. I just think he's waiting for his opportunity now. It, it would have been there um, had Ty Fry gone. Um, but I think now he's going to wait for either Ty Fry to go or for or to overtake Miles Marshall, which we'll see. Uh, I do think he's a he's a great kid. He's got good burst, good hands, um, and for me, a ton of potential. Like good enough to be a starter, quote unquote. So I, I love Jacoby, but he only had five catches for a reason. Separation is his issue. He needs to work on speed. He, he's a big receiver with good hands. Both of those are true. He needs to work on speed. And I think he has a little bit of a chance to get uh, jumped in the, in the depth chart. He's, I love Javon Swinton. Um, I think Javon Swinton also has huge play potential. And I actually like his ceiling way higher um, than I like, than I like Jacoby's. We just need to see it. Um, he's honestly been a little disappointing. I know you love him. Um, but yeah, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I need to see more and I need to see it quick because we are so deep at this wide receiver position. And it's one of our deepest positions that we have. Um, I know, I know producer Seth is just dying to talk about deep positioning. Um, but I think we're going to leave him on the sidelines for this one. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, Jacoby, I think is in a, uh, a, a put up or shut up, you know, I I'm, I'm circling him as a potential transfer candidate. Um, and someone who can get jumped in the depth chart. That's aggressive. That's aggressive. Um, but you mentioned you, <laughs> you mentioned the next guy on the list, um, and the last guy we'll talk about as far as the spring depth chart goes at wide receiver, um, Javon I Swinton. I love him. So yeah, you you're a big fan. I'm a I'm a big fan of his potential. I think he needs to add some weight. It looks a little skinny out there, but um, yeah, he's one seventy five, dripping wet. Yeah, showed up pretty big as a. Uh, yeah, a true freshman and under recruited true freshman at that out of Virginia. Um, I like him. I like him. Six two one eighty, as as you said, dripping wet for sure. Um, didn't make a ton of big plays. I mean, four catches on the season. Played in all games that we played. Uh, again, we're going back to the Penn State game again. Um, Big, uh, big catch down the stretch or a couple. Oh, he got his head taken off on that yeah. play. I mean, yeah. that was, yeah. Okay. Well, that's going to wrap it up. I think for the starter ish section of that, I mean, there's multiple people, as you said, we're so deep at this position. I mean, you've got so, just r- real quick. One thing that I brought up last week that I wanted to bring up this week is do we start grooming David Ellis to be more at the wide receiver? Well, I think so, but there's, I mean, you have to look at some of the people, I guess, David Baker's going to sit there and wait again. If he's going to play, he's a big kid. Deshaun Brown's big. Uh, Gary Cooper. I keep forgetting about Gary Cooper. He's a big wide receiver yeah, on he's scholarship. A, he's, he's, he's a hybrid. Yeah, move tight end. From tight end. I, mm-hmm. I guess because you need slot help. Yeah, there, there really is no other slot player. I mean, I, I think, think they'll play Jacoby. Could. I think they'll play Jacoby a lot at, at slot. I do. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're talking size. I mean, DJ Matthews is a buck 50. Um, yeah. so, well, he's, yeah, he's just that lightning. I mean, you, know, you don't need to, you don't need to be big when, uh, 
when you're speed lightning. Yeah. Speaking of the big, big guys, let's talk about the big guys that catch the football sometimes. Yeah. Um, time, Ivy time, right? What is RIP. RIP. Come on. I have to take this. I have to get one lick. In, he right? is referring to me wanting to talk about TJ Ivy a lot. To on this pod, but yet we just found out he's going to be in the transfer portal. Rest in the portal, guys. Rest in the portal. That's right. So that also doesn't mean that he's going anywhere. That just means he's looking. Um, yeah, I right mean, as uh, I say that now, he's going to go to Purdue or something. Watch. So. Sam, Samson James was once in the portal, and he came That's back. True. I mean, could you imagine this team without Samson James right now? That kind of that kind of changes the entire entire direction. So yes. Um, but I, I I don't think there's a lot of question marks in the wide receiver room. I think there's a ton of question marks. High high potential, low ceiling in the tight end room right now. I don't think the ceiling is that low. I think you have a top five in the country tight end. I think we thought that going into it last year. Potential. Yeah, but the ceiling is is super high. Ceiling is the roof. If if and we love him i love him catch the damn ball bub. yeah catch the ball i mean again on on the defensive side i was i was really really hard on brian fitzgerald the guy i was really hard on on the offensive side was peyton hendershot um so yeah no i it he he's he's the clear-cut number one and he's gonna get a lot of buzz and there's a good chance he's preseason all big 10 uh selection uh, but I just didn't see it last year. I, I need I need to see something more out of him. And I think we're, we're going to get to it. I think the most important thing there is we need a second tight end. We need somebody amongst that next group to make a jump. Yeah. Because, you know, Hendershot, when he's going, he's going. When he's not, he's not. We need a second guy there. And I honestly don't know who it's going to be. Well, I do. I know exactly who it's going to be. And it's somebody that's probably lighting a fire. Well, kind of. I kind of want to talk about Peyton a little bit more, but um, someone that's lighting a fire under his ass is AJ Barner, uh, the true for, true sophomore coming in. Um, this season, it looks like he's killing it in the spring. Uh, he's big too, six six two forty, and he's quick. From what I remember last year, he did he did have a decent drop. Um, I want to say again, I want to keep going back to the Penn State game. Maybe it was a different game. They show uh, that Micah Michigan Parsons. State. Michigan so, State. So the uh, the NFL draft is two weeks away here, and I've seen a lot of Micah Parsons, and they keep showing that highlight of him blowing up Matt Bjornsson, um, who had a, like a, it looked like a wide-open touchdown, and then Micah Parsons just truck sticks him. And so, I, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've seen enough out of Matt Bjornsson to know he is just a, a blocking tight end. I don't want him being getting thrown to at all. Um, you know, I was I, talking about A.J. Barner, though. I know, but, I mean, did he even register a catch? I yeah. mean, did he? Yeah. He played last year. He played a few times. I'm telling you, he had a, he had a drop on, oh, I want to say it was fourth and one. Yeah, yep. Yep, and that was definitely the Michigan State game, 100%. Yeah. No, A.J. Barner, zero receptions, zero yards. So, I mean, you're pumping up a guy to be a number two when he's never registered a stat. He's a, he position. was a true freshman. Yeah. Listeners, That's you can't hear this. I just gave a sigh and an eye roll. You could No, we could hear he the sigh. He did have three tackles, though. 
He did. Special teams, baby. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's the question mark. I mean, Hendershot's probably going to miss a game, and he's going to get a case of the drops, um, you know? So who is going to step up in that second tight end spot? That's it. I, I would have I loved to see us go out and get a transfer that wasn't um, just a – just a blocking tight end because we we didn't talk about him. There's a guy named Cam Taylor, um, that that is six four two sixty five. I mean, Big that's kid. basically a guard. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's a position I, I would have liked to fill through the portal, but uh, no, that's that we're we're rolling with the guys we got, and I think that's probably the biggest. No, I think it's the biggest question mark in the entire offensive roster. I I disagree. I think we'll talk about the biggest question mark next week but i don't think it's that important i think you have one kid who should have a fire lit underneath him dude like his draft stock was killed last year he was supposed to be again i'm not kidding i'm not just being a homer he's a top five in the country tight end he's big time he's he was open for those catches he was open against ohio state he was open against uh, everybody, and just I mean, he's got to make the catches. If he makes yeah, the he, catches, he he's almost good. cost us the Penn State game. I mean, um, he did, he did almost. Which, you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, you, know, you don't want to blame it on one one particular person, but he's got to. If he can make those catches, even seventy five percent of the ones that he dropped, it's. I mean, I, I would say it's a totally different season. It's not really. I mean, we only lost one game going into the bowl game, so can't be that different but the kid probably wouldn't be here because he's good he's a good tight end he's a good blocking tight end if we need him he's a really good that's what he does he's a you know you know know that meme where the guy goes you know moves his hand like this man he's an okay he's 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 an okay blocker and oozing potential just need to see it I need to see it out of him, and I need to see it out of the entire time. I think you're putting too much into this. I agree that it's not I'm not totally set on everybody yet, but I think you're putting too much into it. Matt Bjornsson does his job. I don't yeah. think he, he – if he catches We have, we ball, have the future of that position that's an in, incoming in freshman. I really like him. We'll I get like A.J. Barner more, but that's fine. So let's talk about incoming freshmen. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the wide receiver group first. Um, we've got three big-time recruits coming in. Uh, all three of them have, uh, how do I put this? Um, massive offers, um, sec offers, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee. Well, not Tennessee. Um, stop it. Uh, you know, Ohio state stuff like that all the way across the board. So these are some big time kids. Hot take. I don't think we see any of them. Hope not. I mean, I hope I hope Hewitt's a beast. I hope Swinton um, starts to make plays. But I mean, that's why I think Hewitt is on the uh, on the transfer watch if he doesn't put up because there are guys behind him. There are dudes behind him that are skilled, like really, really skilled. Um, so I think Swinton and Hewitt are going to be on a little bit of a short leash. That hey, guys, get open, make catches. If not, we got dudes behind you, which yeah. is extremely exciting. And now. Take what I'm about to say with, I don't know, I would say grain of salt, but just a block of salt, maybe. A horse lick of salt. What do really good established teams have? Depth. Yeah. When did Devontae Smith 
Heisman Trophy winner, start really coming in as a number one wide receiver when this year. Jalen Waddle, right? <laughs> this year was his breakout year. Yeah. He was. We knew about him last year. We knew about him two years ago. I think his freshman year was the one where he won the national championship on one catch. But the kid sat and he sat and he sat and he sat and then bam. So these bam. kids, if they know, if they can see what they're looking at, what the future is going to look like, they'll sit. They'll wait. They'll wait behind Jacoby Hewitt. They'll wait behind Swinton. They'll wait behind Miles Marshall. If those players are better than they are or what they think that they are, and they'll wait. That's how it needs to be. That's the culture that we need to set up. We need to have depth behind them as freshmen. These, I'm not saying all three of these guys are not going to play. I think which which one, one of them, which, which which one will you think, and why is it Jordan Williams? Just based off the way that he looks with his face, Malachi Holt Bennett. <laughs> he just looks like a player. Yeah, it just Jordan does. Williams. I think they all look like players, but. I just think his eyes look like I'm playing as a true. All person. right, Dockage. Yeah. All right. Don't you Dockage me, motherfucker. Oh, it's all in the eyes. That was disgusting. awful. Don't that was really me. bad. He's got the soft eyes. <laughs> I don't I don't know what you guys are referring to, but I've never thought about that when I thought about what I said. And I don't want his name repeated on this podcast ever again. Women get us. It's all it's all it needs oh to be my said. God. I don't know if that's a thing that he does or not, but please don't ever do that again. Let's go into him real quick. Super quick. I'll do one. You do one. I'll do one. Jacques Smith or Jacques Smith or whatever you want. It depends on if he's French or not. Yeah. Uh, He's a four-star kid out of Atlanta. 6'1", 190. They're all kind of about that. About 6'1", 190. It's what Grant Hurd likes. I mean, look look at the... Look Look at Ole Miss. All Same size. Every one of them. Except for that white quarterback thing that they ran out against us that killed us. Um. Jacques Smith, he's, uh, from what I've read, I couldn't see too much on on any of these guys except for Holt Bennett. I saw his video. Um, Not a burner, but can get off the line. Really good hands. Uh, I've seen him projected already as a a day three guy who hasn't even played a day in college football. They're projecting him as a a day three guy. Take that, whatever you want. Clifton Um, Moore was also projected. (laughs) Yeah, well, if he had a better coach. Um, so why don't you talk about uh, Malachi? Yeah. Uh, Malachi Holt Bennett coming uh, from Alabama. Uh, he he was right on the three to four star line, depending on the service that you pro, um, prefer. Uh, again, right in that mold, 6'2", 180. You know, the, I think the goal would be to redshirt him. Um, and get him to be 6'2", 195, 6'2", you know, put 10 or 15 pounds on his frame and just have him be an absolute stud. Um, He, again, similar to uh, Smith, similar to Hewitt, similar to Marshall. He's a hands guy. I mean, all of his his highlights are him just going up sky, high-pointing the ball and making unbelievable catches. that's that. That's what you're seeing from him. And again, he fits. He fits the the IU Grant Herd mold. Yep. And then the last uh, 2021 recruit coming in. He's an early enrollee. His name is Jordan Williams. It's Jordan with a Y. Um, he is coming out of Texas. He's a three star. A lot of people project him as more of a four star. Six one one eighty. Um, well, he was from Florida, and then didn't he go get coached by? Yeah, he went to. Uh, I believe it's a. Christian or or um, 
Oh, it's, it's a basketball or a it's football factory. It's a football yeah, factory in Texas. Out of Texas. Um, early and where, where you want to pull guy, guys from, you want to yeah. pull guys from IMG, you yeah, want to pull in those anywhere, anywhere from Texas. I don't care where they play in Texas. They can play in Bob's high school in somebody's backyard. I'll take them. Doesn't matter. Um, pull hearts. That's right. So I, I wrote down on my early notes that he has the best chance to play out of the three yep. again, just based off the fact that he's there early and me not looking at his eyes. So, um, Let's get into uh, I'll let you go ahead and uh, rub yourself on this one um, and talk about the incoming freshman at tight end. There's one of them. Yes. Aaron Steinfeld. Uh, just I his, his tape is super impressive. Borderline took over some games. He has the size I want. I mean, that's if there is a knock on our current, you know, all of them are six, three, six, four. Um, 220 to 210 to 15. This guy is 6'5, 230 as an incoming freshman. It's very possible, you know, he maybe loses five pounds and becomes an exceeds my expectations and goes to the NFL. I think Aaron is, is going to be your red shirt freshman starter when we're talking um, this depth chart a year from now. Okay. So you're projecting AJ Barner to go to the NFL as a junior. Okay. Got it. So um, let's move on. Let's get to our promo and then we'll get to everybody's favorite part of the podcast. It's Brando's randos. But before that, let's talk about our sponsor. And that's Monon Track Club. Always has been. Oh, won't. Always will be. Hopefully not. Um, just saying, they, unless they start paying us some more money. But um, Monon Track Club is Indiana's running brand. They're built on a deep love for the sport and the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. We already know the, the answer to this question. Do you like running? Nope. Me neither. Do you like pocket tees? I like pocket tees. Do you like pocket tees? Love them. Me too. They don't have them. Yet, we're trying to get him to make them, but until the, until he makes them, well, still you guys should go check them out. There's some cool shirts, uh, hoodies, hats, accessories, including stickers. It's that, it's that time of the year, you yeah. know, where it's coffee it's, cups. It's t-shirt, you know, during the day, and then hoodie at night. You know, That's you right. need a nice hoodie. Go to Monon Track Club. Get yourself some swag, 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 swag. That's right, and enjoy Indiana's running culture yeah and support uh an iu owned small business and you can do so and guess what we'll give you 10 percent off you do that not off of us. we're free but 10 i did off it of him. michael did nothing it's all me yes Everything me. just use leo 10 at checkout that's in the promo code area and garrett will give you 10 percent off your purchase if you don't know garrett doesn't matter that's yeah. just the guy's name that owns place so check it out he's he's an okay guy he's an okay guy but his stuff's pretty cool um and dockage would say not good great oh he's not good i said no more dockage i'm gonna shut it down we're gonna shut it down um let's move on to uh Uh, unfortunately everybody's favorite part of the podcast brando's randos uh all right so i am gonna go back you're a huge peyton hendershot guy right huge huge all right is he better then the latest great IU tight end, Teddy Bolzer. Touchdown, Teddy Bolzer? Yes. No. 
He is not. Okay, is he better? So, is he better? Does he have? Is he better now? No. Does he have the potential to be actually better and not be a seventh round draft pick? Yes. So how how you realize what you just said doesn't make any sense? You're saying Peyton Hendershot is an NFL player, but somehow he is worse than seventh round Teddy Bolzer. Am I understanding your yes. logic right now? Yes, because you're not. Two plus two equals three. Yes. So going into last year, going in before last year, he I would have said yes, he's better than touchdown Teddy Bolzer. But after seeing the way that that he performed last year, no, no, the kid can't. The kid had trouble holding on to the football. But if he gets that fixed, he is a. I don't know where tight ends get drafted. Third, fourth round draft pick. Kyle Pitts is getting taken fourth in this upcoming draft. So, fifth. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe no, I'm talking fifth. fourth overall. I'm, I'm talking fifth overall. overall. <laughs> tight end. So, <laughs> I don't know. I I I don't know. I think I answered the question. You did poorly. Poor. I just wanted a reason to bring up Teddy Bolzer. Honestly, me too. I love him. I saw him at sports once. I was hammered off my ass, and I said, "What's up, touchdown?" Were you more hammered than when I was dancing on Kilroy's table? Absolutely not. Nope. And I will attach that video to this podcast. I won't. Please don't don't do that. Please don't. Um, Second, Brando Rando. um, Does DJ Matthews get a kick return? And since you're better with stats, when was who was the last player to get an IU kick return for a touchdown? Don't even need to look it up. Actually, I might need to look it up. Punt return, Jay Sean Harris. So no, and kick return is Jay Sean Harris. I want to say he? if it's not Jay Sean, it's Shane Wynn. Ooh, Shane Wynn did get one. Shane, I know for Shane a fact Wynn. Shane Wynn got one. Shane I Wynn got think, one for sure. I think Jay Sean got one against Ball State. Or that was a punt return. I will look that up. Okay. Well, while you're looking that up, I got my next one. Again, a DJ Matthews question. Over, under, two and a half special teams touchdowns from DJ Matthews. Ooh. Because I think he gets two punt returns. The question is, does he get a kick? Mm, I don't know if he's going to return kicks. He, it doesn't show any kick return stuff from from florida state with him i don't that i read we don't i mean i mean you know tom allen really emphasizes special teams we really haven't had a threat since jay shun um i can't even i can't even remember who our returners were last year that's how subpar they were um so i, well, I don't they know didn't how. really return it was either jacoby hewitt or reese taylor and i'm not just saying that because they shared the numbers it was literally one of those two people yeah um and then returning punts was either Reese or WAP. And they didn't really do much. Reese did okay. Um, but that was it. Okay. So just punt returns for Jay Shun. So it would be Shane Wynn would be the last kick return touchdown. I believe it was against Illinois. Maybe his freshman year. I don't know if he returned one after that, but I remember being at a game against Illinois and he returned one for touchdown. Maybe the opening kickoff. Got it. Last, last one here. Wow. Because um, we didn't really hit on statistical here yet, so I think it's a it's a pretty good transition. Um, will Ty Freifogel go for a thousand yards this year? Oh man, 
you I mean, are dude, you're... stealing my crystal ball prediction. Um, if Michael Penix stays healthy. Well, first of all, don't even put that out there. Don't put that yes. juju on or put that on me, Reggie Bobby. Like why? You can't say juju anymore? Oh, wait, he came back, didn't he? I got So fun, funny story since um, – here, hold on one second. This is good for podcasting for you to just leave in the middle of the podcast. I, I hate Juju Smith-Schuster. Absolutely can't stand the dude. Um, I literally wanted him to go to Indy so he could film stupid-ass TikToks at, on Mass Ave. My brother-in-law, who didn't know I hated him, got me a – people can't see this, but a Juju yes. bobblehead. Yes. A Juju bobblehead. Still in the package. I'm, I mean, I literally have it in like under my podcast table. I hate this thing. It's the worst thing I own. If he wasn't my brother-in-law, I would have already lit it on fire. Juju, <laughs> Juju stinks. I hate does it do the baby Corvette dance or whatever he does? What is it called? You know Corvette what it's Corvette. called. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, you hate him, but you wouldn't. You know his dance. Freaking crazy all right man let's get into the crystal ball uh we're not gonna do who the starters are we've already talked about that um statistical prediction since you stole my tie fry we'll go over a thousand yards stop giving me your notes in the thing i can steal them then well here's my other one this one's gonna piss you off um jacoby hewitt will have a breakout year bam uh, so mine, I think DJ Matthews is a third team, all big 10 wide receiver. Mm. Okay. I mean, they pick a lot, a lot of wide receivers. So that we'd have two wide receivers in the top. He's a better one. He's a better WAP and WAP was honorable mention this year. Yeah. He, if he's a better WAP, then that would put him around the third team. Mm. So uh, you know, I think, I think, again, I'm very high on DJ Matthews. I think he's exactly what Penix needs, exactly an upgrade on a, a on a previous player. I'm, I'm very high on him. Um, what, one second, let me look up. How many catches did WAP have last year? A lot. While you're doing that, I'll get into. Um... 54. I'm saying 65 Jeez. catches. 54. Oh, so there's more games. I'm saying 75 catches. From DJ Matthews this year. How are we going to have 75 catches for him and Ty Fry go over a thousand yards? Well, because Ty Fry is only going to catch 10 passes, but he's going to have 250 <laughs> yards a game. So we'll have 10 catches for an average of 100 yards per reception. Got it. That makes sense. Um, okay. Moving on and getting towards the end here. Uh, we've got, I don't know what you found or if you know anything more than me, but really, I only found two. Same high targets as far as the 2022 recruiting class goes one of them's pretty obvious um my boy out of uh ln here in indianapolis omar cooper uh who seems to be best buds with uh donovan mccauley uh a four-star wide receiver again as i said out of, out of indianapolis again fits that profile six one six two around 200 pounds um i don't know what you saw in those highlight tapes for Donovan McCauley or not. But what I saw was uh, a wide receiver with a lot of speed against top end high school competition in Indiana. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about this kid. If we can get that to come in and it all looks pretty good right now from what I'm eh, seeing. Pretty good. No, I mean, Omar Cooper looks like a complete stud. 
and, and then and then the other guy, Greg Gaines um, from Tampa Tech, uh, which is Penix's which is school. IU South. Uh, and so, it's I mean, uh, Tom Allen Junior School, right? Or is that not plant. right? He went yeah. to Plant. That's right, Plant. That's the other Tampa yeah. school. Um, but yeah, I mean, when when you have seven guys that are going to be on the roster next year, you can be picky with one or two. If we go one for two on these two guys, that's phenomenal. If we go two for two, oh, I mean, the, the rich get richer. Yeah. Um, because these two guys, that's that's what I really like about IU's current roster is they they're so deep and they've been able to keep guys out of the portal that are important. Um, they can be really picky with really good guys and not just have to go volume on on recruiting classes. Uh, we talked about it in the in the quarterback discussion. We talked about it in the running back discussion, and now we're talking about it now. You can really hone in on who you want and then just be all over them, um, which I think is exactly what uh, Grant heard and probably Nick Sheridan and Tom Allen are with Omar Cooper and Greg Gaines. Yep, I agree. I think it'll hurt to not get Omar Cooper. Um, so I would like to put all of my eggs in that basket. But uh, I don't think as producer Seth is doing something, he's trying to pull a light switch or something down. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure that the other in-state school that I um, would, I wouldn't even say worry about, but that would be a possible option for him. Um, I mean, unless Notre Dame comes calling, I think we're really the only destination for him uh, in-state at least. Sure, sure. Oh man, I should have probably done a David Bell question, but... <sighs> Nah, he's good, man. I like him. He's I'm really, he's really too good. Much crap about him. Rondale Moore is going in the first round. Ron Dashmore. Ron. I haven't, I haven't released my mock draft for for my other uh, company. I, but uh, yeah, I have Rondale really going a, late first round, 28th yeah, pick. Really okay. taking a uh, a uh, stretch on that one there. So, or I hope he doesn't stretch actually. So that way he doesn't you know rip anything else in his legs. So, uh okay, on to the. Grade. position grade i'll let you go first and i mean I, I hate to be a homer here i mean i've given a a minus um i'm going a again because i think we're gonna have two all big 10 players and an all-american um like i said i do think there i do think there are some wide receivers on the depth chart that have to prove themselves they need to put up or get out and i think we need a second tight end but I think you're talking um, all Big Ten team a player in Hendershot, all Big Ten player in DJ Matthews and Ty Freifogel. How can you have three in, in kind of one position grouping without giving this um, an A-? minus? Okay, so you gave it an A-. minus. I'm no, also a. giving – No, I'm oh. giving it a straight A. I'm sorry. Okay. Straight A. I'm going to give it an A-. minus. Um, no. So – I'll start with Marshall again, love miles Marshall, but we need him to be more consistent. Do I think that the, I kind of talked my way into that one earlier where without having that target magnet and WAP, maybe we see some more miles Marshall um, this year, DJ which Matthews would will be that always be a model. good thing. Um, and then we also need to worry about Peyton's hands and the depth at tight end, which I think we're okay, but outside of Barner, then it starts to get a little sketchy. Yes, so is. we'll see what happens there. Maybe Gary. We Cooper got three moves. pros, bro. We got three pros. It's an A. That's right. So maybe he moves back to tight end, but we'll see. So A minus. Um, 
It's still an A. Technically, I would take it. My dad. So you you've given this. Well. You've went A minus B plus A minus. Oh, I just wait till a. next week. We may tap into the average section of the A through F. Uh, great. Uh, yeah. So do you want a preview? You want to preview what we're covering next mm, week? Yes. So next week will be the Hog Mollies, the offensive line. Yeah. So um, I think I think uh, we're previewing the offensive line. Yes. Um, that's that's been one of our uh, one of our ones that we've definitely have not been looking forward to. This one went long. Um, I think this one will probably be a third of the time next week. Yeah. Because maybe. How Maybe those are much, much larger gentlemen, so you have to talk about them a little bit longer. Um, yeah. So I did forget to um, do our normal intro earlier, so make sure you find Brandon and I on Twitter. You can find me at Bragley, oh, sure. at Bragley's B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. You can find Brandon on Twitter at Brandon Dubich. Yeah. That's Brandon spelled traditionally, Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. Um, and be and sure if to you check. if you have a rando question, that's one thing I yeah, wanted to shoot say. Um, shoot it over to either at one of us or, or comment right on the podcast post. Um, we would love to get your questions in. Yep. Um, I'm sure you guys have a have a ton for uh, for the team going into the season. So, yeah. And you can shoot find us on um, Facebook and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook.com backslash podcast LEO and on Twitter at podcast LEO. If you want to go straight to the podcast sites. Um, also be sure to subscribe, download, rate, review, and then unsubscribe and then resubscribe and then undownload and download again and rate and review and do all that stuff. Um, and we love you and that's it. And, uh, I'll talk to you next week, Brandon. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day, Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day, and Elio. Oh, thank you so much, Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that, Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day, Elio. Awesome, Elio. Elio. Elio.